All right, Tim, we are back with another stellar, spectacular, any kind of adjective you want to put in there that starts with S, not S-H-I, no. We well, I was going to say, I don't want it to be the, <laughs> the other one. Yeah, so Appetite for Construction, thanks for listening. Uh, we feels like we've been on the road for the past two or three months, which we have. We and, have. Uh, in fact, you just got back from spring break. I did. I did. We went to Germany for 10 days, and then I got in the car and drove my kids to uh, South Carolina. <laughs> so that was fun. It was it, it was actually a really good time, and it's some place that I've the, been. The pictures on Facebook looked like it was good weather. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm seeing Aiden with his shirt off running around on the beach, so I'm thinking it had to be somewhat warm. I mean. Well, so he does decent. have walking pneumonia now, so that's. <laughs> And I'm not joking. He does. So, wow. Um, but yeah, it was a good time. And it's some place that I'm seriously considering retiring to. Um, so gorgeous yeah. area. Yeah, it really is. It really is. So Tim, I wanted to pick your brain on, uh, on something. You're not going to get much, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, as part of the uh, trip down to South Carolina, we debated whether to fly and to rent a car and, you know, there's the time aspect and the money aspect. It was just a lot cheaper to rent a car. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually drove to Charlotte after that. So there's all these kind of pieces in play here. But I went to go pick up the rental car, and it was supposed to be like a, a minivan. And uh, when I got there, the guy's like, well, you we don't have the minivan ready, but uh, I have a Jeep Wagoneer. And um, I'm like, oh, I, don't know. I don't know about I've never driven it i don't know anything about it and there was a guy standing next to me in line and he said if you ain't if you're not gonna get it i'm, I'm gonna get it because that's that's like a hundred and ten thousand dollar vehicle and i'm like oh all right well let's take a look and it was it was a great car um it's not something i you know it's over my pay grade to to drive around in that thing but um it's it's a beautiful car it was big you know spacious you know i had my two kids my my mother went with us she's 86 years old she was comfortable so it all worked out it all worked out and i returned the car um no damage to the car thankfully that's good and then um returned it and this is where i want to quiz you tim i want to i want to pick your brain on this okay when i returned the rental car i asked the guy behind the desk Actually, I called him later, and I said, what are the top five things that people forget when they return a rental car? What are the top five things you'll find in a rental car return? And he gave me his top five, Tim. I'm wondering if you can get five of what he said. Um, Well, cell phones has got to be on there. Cell phone was not in his top five list, (laughs) That's what I asked him, and he, he nope. That, well, I mean, that was probably in the top ten, but not the top five. Uh, wallets? Yes, that was number four. Tim, ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, luggage? No, but he did say, I'll give you this, uh, a, 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 a random piece of clothing. Okay, hopefully not just random underwear laying in the back seat or something. Um, yeah. God, what else would people leave? Um I consider I consider cash being a wallet. So, or are they two different things? Do people leave random cash like dollar bills no, inside? But you were close um, with uh, with um, cell backpack. phone or cell phone computers, PCs, laptops. 
<laughs> something you need to something you need to power your cell phone. Oh, with. okay. So power cords, your chargers, chargers. Yeah, okay, that, that was that was number five. You still haven't gotten the top two, Tim. Come on. So number two I, was your iPass transponder. So people who use their own iPass makes sense. I because I, as you know, we just drove out to Virginia. We're here for Easter week with my in laws, yeah. and obviously driving through West Virginia, you need that iPass, which works in most yep. states. Yep, yep. Number one, Tim, the garage door opener. Garage door opener. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I guess that makes sense. I'd. I don't know if I've ever used a garage door opener in a vehicle because I, I, I think of that as being a vehicle I would drive into my own garage, but that yep. makes, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Did you leave anything in the Jeep Wagoneer? No, I, I took that thing apart front and backwards. I'm very uh, OCD when it comes to like checking out of hotels. Same thing. John, I've stayed with you. John, I've stayed with you. I know I I'm the same way. Yep. But just, inevitably my son will he'll lose like his ear pods or what do you call them? The um earbuds. Earbuds. Yeah. And I'm like, I looked through that room and he goes, I know they were like wrapped up in a blanket on the bed. Like <laughs> That was something that was my next guess because those are I've left those on planes before. Yeah. Headphones um, and Yeah, not headphones, earbuds. i I'm not a big headphone guy, but ear earbuds. Yeah. Uh I've probably left two or three of those on airplanes in the last 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my uh, little quiz for you today. And I think we should, we should start doing that every Friday on our bonus. We'll have like a little, a little quiz for each other. You can do, <laughs> you can do me, Tim, and I'll do you. <laughs> wow, it gets back, gets back to the title of this uh, podcast that John was anticipating and using. Yeah, I guess I shouldn't, but anyway. Yeah, let's let's not go there. Um, well, real quick, I I know you guys were in Charleston. Was the weather was pretty decent though and had a good time. I, I know you guys went on a ghost tour. Good time. Yeah. yeah, it was uh weather was really good. It's funny, you you know, you look and you anticipate and you're anxious about the weather. You keep looking like weeks before and you're like, Oh my god, it's got a percentage of rain here, percent and to be honest, it was kind of cloudy the first day we got there. It was maybe 73. And then one of the days it was like 65, but it was like there was not a cloud in the sky. So you can't complain about it. And when we did that um, that ghost tour, cemetery tour in downtown Charleston, it was at night. And the the, the guide kept saying what how lucky they were with the weather. It was, you know, it was in the low 60s but it was beautiful you know and that's what i liked about that town you know you're walking at night and people are just 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 walking to the gym there's a woman walking to the gym it's like 9 30 at night and she's just walking you know and maybe that was a small piece of what i witnessed but it just i don't know i don't know the crime records down there and what goes on down there i know like that murdoch guy was from around there but he's not <laughs> charleston yeah not in charleston i i would tell you you know being we're in richmond virginia this week where my in-laws live and uh daughter because uh, she went to school out here but um it was 77 degrees on saturday night when we pulled into town about seven thirty. um a little humid allergy seasons in full 
full bore here. Uh, pollen count is horrendous, but uh, uh, the weather here is mid eighties a couple of days this week, but then it's going to fall off to the fifties, high fifties, low sixties next weekend, Easter weekend. But for the most part, I mean, it's gorgeous time of the year to be out here. Um, considering the storms that rode through Illinois on Friday night, uh, as if we yeah. were packing the car to head out this way and get the dog ready. Uh, we had five, I think three to five tornadoes in, in, in around uh, where we live in central Illinois and 80 mile per hour winds in our, in our neighborhood. There lots and lots of damage, lots of fashing, lots of piles and stuff ripped off homes and all kinds of stuff. So no tornadoes in our neck of the woods, but plenty of straight line winds that created a lot of damage. A couple of friends uh, sent me links to the story about the Apollo theater that the, the yep. it's a, it's a theater mostly for live concerts in Belvedere, Illinois, pretty small town, but uh, has some pretty good uh, concerts that come through there. I was in there last mm-hmm. summer and I guess, you know, over the weekend, a uh, storm came through and the, the roof collapsed and killed yep. one person and yep. 50 people are injured. Yep. So it was pretty dramatic. I, I've seen plenty of footage from it and I, I knew it was a concert venue that you had gone, gone to a couple times. They have a lot of metal bands that come through there, a lot of cool acts. So it was yeah. sad to hear the news of, you know, fatality as well as all, all those people getting hurt. And that's a pretty prestigious theater in a really small town. So, yeah. you know, that, that's that's too bad. That that's um, hurt, hurts that small town. Yeah. So Tim, one thing I was driving back from uh, from our trip, and we were going through West Virginia, and <laughs> I kept kept thinking about you is because we're driving through the mountains, and I know you are afraid of heights, Tim. Tim is afraid of heights. I am. I'm not I'm not afraid of heights. I just heights. I have spatial dysentery orientation, and it it. Just, it's like vertigo. I get really nauseous and my knees, yeah, heights of me do not do very well. So there are parts of, you know, I'm driving and the kids are talking, my mom's in the front seat talking, and I'm like, I got to concentrate on the road here because the next thing you know, I might be flying off this cliff into, into the valley. It's of- a thousand feet down. But it reminded, yeah, I mean, you're afraid of heights. We When we were in Germany, we, <laughs> we went to this castle. Well, yeah. a temple. It was a, it was a temple. Well, that was a different one. Remember the castle oh. we went to? We walked down those stairs. Yeah. And I, oh, yeah. We called it the stairs of death, and you were right behind me, and I, I took a snapshot. <laughs> snapshot. I, I, I was just staring at the stairs. I couldn't stare out because it was a good. We were pretty high, and I was just staring at the stairs of death. I never thought they were going to end. Trust me, driving through West Virginia, there are a couple areas in West Virginia when I'm driving that make me a little nauseous. There's especially, there's one bridge. It's the second highest bridge in the United States. Um, mm-hmm. It's uh, over Glade Creek. And I want to say it's about 17, no, 1,200 or 1,400 feet above the creek. And every time I drive over it, it's about 30 seconds of me not breathing, mm-hmm. white knuckling the steering wheel, and my wife staring at me going, excuse me for using this term, God, stop being a pussy. And I always, <laughs> once I get over the bridge, I look at her and go, really? Stop it. But yeah, no, I, um, yeah, yeah. it's just, it's, it is what it is. Yep. 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 
you know what else is going on this weekend? And if you haven't been watching the basketball tournaments, where you know you've got the final final game tonight for the men's. The women's was yesterday. Uh, LSU beat Caitlin Clark. Um, I shouldn't say <laughs> that they they beat Iowa, but it, it, the whole the whole women's tournament has been about Caitlin Clark from the mm. University of Iowa, and, and rightly so. She she put on a hell of a clinic. She scored the most points ever for a woman in an NCAA basketball tournament. So um, pretty impressive to watch her play, but looking forward to tonight's game to see if Sa- San Diego State can upset UConn. Don't think it'll yeah. happen, but I'd like to see it. Well, you never know. You never know. One thing, I, you know, I was watching that game yesterday, the girls, um, and say what you want about girls basketball and women's NCAA and the WNBA, that that game was exciting. Um, it was for Caitlin Clark that I watched it, so give her credit. Exactly. I wanted, I wanted to ask you, you know, the one girl on the LSU team did the gesture and the ring thing, and I just hate that it comes down to like a race thing because it has nothing to do with it for me. And you just win graciously, you lose graciously. I, I don't know what other, what else I can say about that. It's just, I just thought it was inappropriate. I know she had her reasons for doing it, like she was disrespected by them, or I, I don't know, but it was just, I didn't need to see it. Yeah, um, Bayou Barbie Angel Reese uh, is the player referring to. I It was bad sportsmanship. I think there was... There's plenty of bad sportsmanship to go around throughout the Final Four, I think. There was a couple other cases yesterday during the tournament or during the championship game. That being said, I I still think the amount of people that watched the Final Four for women's this year was the highest. Look, the Friday night game between South Carolina and Iowa was the most watched female women's basketball game ever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, you had a team that was thirty six and zero in South Carolina, defending national champions versus, as I jokingly said earlier, versus Caitlin Clark. Yeah. Uh, that's doing a disservice to her teammates because you win as a team. But there were a lot of people that turned in on that to that game on Friday night and yesterday to see Caitlin Clark from the University of Iowa play basketball. She's a hell of a basketball player, and if you watch her afterwards after they lost and in, in her post game um, um, interview. Uh, she's pretty gracious, pretty gracious young lady who I yeah. think has got a lot of it about her. I was actually going back and forth with some friends uh, during the game yesterday, and I, I think she's going to be a godsend for WNBA next year. You think she's going to go? She's got one more year of eligibility, so is she going to play a year or she's, she's done? I, I believe she's twenty-two years old, and you have to be twenty-two to uh, go to the draft for the WNBA. Unlike the men's. You know, once again, you got the men's versus women's discrepancies and the ability to, yeah. you know, be a professional. But um, I think she's turning twenty-two, and I don't see her coming back. I think she I can think make that, money. Yeah, the way she was talking after the game, it seemed like she was moving on. But uh, again, I, I know she had done that gesture the previous game. Yeah, or it was Louisville, or maybe one of the games. But it just doesn't make it right to do it again. You know, just win graciously, lose graciously. Yeah. Well, you know, anyway. in, the heat of, in the heat of battle, shit like that happens, unfortunately. And you know, it's it looks bad on, like I said, Angel Reese, the the player from LSU that did it. But but she did it. Grow from it. Listen, she did it during the game. Okay, fine. And then she went and followed her after the game, and yep. instead of shaking their, you know, 
each other's hands, it just looked bad. And I don't it care did. what you say about it. To me, as an observer who doesn't even watch women's basketball, and I tuned into that game because it was a mm-hmm. great game, I just didn't need to see it. Anyway. Well, I think once the game's over and your team's won, I think that's the point where you focus on all the celebration and excitement of winning a national championship. But at some point, you've got to have a little empathy for the team you just played your ass off against, who yeah. was trying to do the same to you. Have a little empathy in class and, and you know, take the high road. Uh, she chose not to. Well, Tim, uh, the, the traveling continues for me. I go to Watts, uh, has a <laughs> new training center opening in, in Dallas, Fort Worth area next yep. week. So I'll be down there for that. Well, that's John. I look, we had talked earlier a couple of weeks ago about both you and I doing that, or maybe you and Eric doing it. It just t- time and circumstances didn't allow us to do that. So you're going solo, but that's a pretty exciting opportunity. I'm, I'm curious to see uh, and hear from you what Watts is doing down there in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Yeah, it'll be exciting to see. Um, it's a quick, pretty much one day. You fly in, you have dinner next morning, uh, you meet, and then it goes to about three o'clock, and then you're back home. So fly home late that night. Well, and then yeah. you know what happens the following week. Yeah, we're back on the road. We're at the Iowa Skilled Trades and Iowa State Fairgrounds in Des Moines. Yep, yep. Uh, I was there last year, and it's a great event. Great event. They bus uh, kids from all over the state into uh, into this pretty much uh, tr- trade show experience. It's hands-on mm-hmm. with stuff. Uh, there's stuff outside. There's exhibits and and stuff you can do outside. And the governor is there. And it's, it's a pretty great uh, event that uh, Brandon Patterson has. She's really the architect of it. Yeah. Uh, and he... He does a great job with it. So looking forward to We had him on a podcast last year and he's very impressive. Uh does a lot of stuff to make that happen. And just the sure sheer scope and size of that event. Um we were talking earlier this morning when you, Eric, and I were talking. Wouldn't it be nice if there was a national platform that kind of mimicked that or at least more states did stuff like that because it would really benefit our, you know, the impetus for, you know, getting more people into the trades. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. You know, with over the last 10 years with schools and high schools and things like that, taking these programs out of, out of the curriculum, uh, it's time to, to get it back and to really put an emphasis on the skilled trades, especially, I mean, we saw it through COVID that, uh, yep. the skilled trades people were, they were like heroes. In my opinion, they were, on jobs and going into people's homes and dealing with people. And you didn't, you know, when COVID came out, remember, you didn't know what it was. You want, we had to stay in our homes for two weeks. Remember that? I do. So you, you were, and I, you and I were together a couple of weeks prior to COVID in Las Vegas. You yeah. and I had attended a NASCAR race together, uh, kind of a guy's weekend to hang out in Vegas. And then we both got home and, and the week we got home, we were feeling a little crappy. Yep. And you you said you think you had COVID and just didn't know it. I think, I think I did have. I went to go to the doctor. You know, it's one of these sicknesses that I remember exactly where I was and what I was doing. And the time prior to that when I got sick, it was maybe, 
I don't know, eight, 10 years ago, it was after an AHR show in Chicago and you're shaking hands and you're hugging people and oh, stuff. Yeah. And then you get home and you're like, oh my God. And I sat in bed for three days with a fever, you know, 101 fever or whatever. And this was kind of the same thing after that event. And I remember going to the doctor and he was checking me for a bunch of stuff. And he's like, hold on, uh, I'm going to get your test results. And at that point, I just felt like, like laying on the floor. I was so sick. I was like, oh, my God, I got to get out of here. And finally, I got up and I opened the door and he's... <laughs> The doctor was in the nurses station chatting up the nurses and like yucking it up and having a good old time with the nurses. And he looks over and I'm like, are we, <laughs> can I go? Or like, what's going on? <laughs> what are you doing here? He goes, Oh, like, yo, doc, crap. help, help a brother out. He goes, I forgot about you. You know, <laughs> Jesus. Great. But, and uh, then, yeah. you know, two weeks later, the, the world shuts down. Yeah. Well, beyond, beyond, couple trips here in April. I mean, things start to ease up as we head into May, summer. Um, we're hoping, you know, quite honestly, John and I have a pretty busy schedule with this podcast starting again later this week with guest um, recording, guest recordings over the next couple of weeks. We enjoy doing it and uh, we'll continue to have our Tuesday kind of longer version and our Friday, uh, you know, condensed kind of bonus yes. edition, which, which <laughs> therapy, which, therapy with John and Tim. Yeah. I mean, this is actually a Friday edition moved to Tuesday because we've been gone for, you know, a month and just, you just kind of wanted to catch up. Trying to coordinate schedules with other yeah, and just, guests. It's been difficult. So. And just catch up with each other and kind of talk about, where we've been? Where have we been to? <laughs> we, had to? we went to Germany for ten days, for God's sakes. It was a good time. We, you know, we we had our podcast a couple of weeks ago with Yannick and uh, Bruno, and we talked a little bit about our Germany trip, but mostly about the rims portion. I mean, John and I did a lot with Iatmo at Ish. Uh, you'll be seeing some stuff throughout the month of April for activities that we uh, did at Ish with Iatmo. They were instrumental and in fact they were instrumental in us going to ish um and we appreciate all that they did for us and hoping that you know those videos and content that we're creating around the iatmo activities uh you folks will enjoy yeah it, interesting part about that was is there are uh 12 12 uh participants called world champions right Plumbing champions. Yeah, they 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 stopped using the word the champions because they don't want to feel like everybody was the best or one person was the best, so they were calling them collaborators and stuff like that. So whatever, but yeah, oh. it was cool to meet the people from all over the world. But yeah, and when I say that, uh, twelve people from eight different countries, and so you know, we were kind of like okay, trying to coordinate the videos and interviews and stuff, and like. Oh, there's a guy from Canada and there's a guy from Pittsburgh. Let's get them on first because they speak English. And then uh, we, there was a guy from New Zealand and a guy from Australia, and they speak English. So we said, let's get them on. But they the most interesting dudes. part was there was a, a girl or a woman, I should say, from yep. Liechtenstein, Tim. Liechtenstein. Yep. And uh, she spoke English very well. And so we decided to have her on. And it turns out, 
She's the only female plumber in the whole country of Liechtenstein. <laughs> she holds the title as the only, as the sole female plumber in Liechtenstein. That was cool. So I thought. Now, granted, there's about, she said there's about 40,000 people in that country. It's a very small country. But the only female plumber, she was young. And from all accounts, like she was, she was the knew boss. Her shit. Yeah, yeah, she knew she, her shit. She knew her stuff and she was, she was very good. So um, it was great meeting her and having, you know, her on. She, she'll be on the video. Stay tuned for these videos that we're going to be putting together. And we may grab, may have uh, Sean, who was our point of contact for activities. We may have him on a podcast here in a, a month or so as well, just to put a bow and wrap on on the event. But it was it was a lot of fun to interact with the. Some of them were apprentices. Some of them were uh, first or second year journeymen in the trade. So all of them had less than seven years in the trade. So it was great to hear their stories and you know kind of get some insight into how they work on a daily basis yeah and you know we took uh, three full days at the ish show covered a lot of territory and um a lot of cool stuff we saw heat pumps and hydrogen boilers and stuff that's coming in the u.s and um saw a lot of kitchen and bath stuff that you know we yep. only could dream about owning ourselves i i sent some video to my wife and a couple female friends and they were like, when will that be in the States? And I said, <laughs> I, you know, maybe never, I don't know. Uh, but it, some really cool stuff. But interestingly, I know Eric posted some stuff on uh, mechanical hub Instagram and there was some stuff on uh, kitchen and bath and somebody had commented like, Oh, great stuff that we're never going to use over here. Or There's no need for it or something it was kind of a negative post, but there was some truth to that. A lot of the stuff you see at Ish in these giant booths is stuff like, I don't know, is it like realistic to see in everyday homes? I mean, you know, we went to the Hands Growy booth and there was this concept of of the new shower and the toilet and this... What was it you called it? Like a shell or something? The girl goes in and it looked like a clam. It was a a, aromatherapy and light therapy uh, with hits on all your sensories with light and heat. And just, it was really cool. But yeah, you're right. Is it for every home? No. But I think some of those high design and art pieces are for homes that I'll never step in. Yeah, you know that are out of my price range. Well, it's like going to the car show and you see these concept cars. You're like, man, exactly. this is freaking awesome. I'll never be able to like afford that. But you know, it's it's the future of people are thinking about. They're forward thinking about the future. They're forward thinking about the products that may come down in the next ten to fifteen years, or you know, the trends of of how people use their bathrooms and their homes as like a, a spa, and that was. That was a good indicator of that at that booth. I thought it was pretty cool, but again, it just reminded me of the post somebody had posted, and he wasn't necessarily wrong for saying that. But um, anyway, no. But I, I, I think the other, you mentioned it. Hydrogen, lots of buzz on the floor about hydrogen. Yep. Uh, I know we've talked a little bit about that on previous podcasts, or at least mentioned it. Is that in the next four to five years here in North America? I don't know, um, but it's it's real world right now in Europe. 
you know, you just look at uh, the footprint of a home or an apartment or an efficiency or, a con- you know, over there, it's very small. Here, bigger is better, right? Everything is, right. you want more land, you want a bigger house, you want, you know, everything there has to be on a smaller scale. So the heat pumps and the hydrogen and the, you know, just to reduce your carbon footprint and to to save on fossil fuels is very paramount over there. And it's getting to be over here, but it's going to take some time. Yeah. Speaking of bigger is better, or maybe not bigger is better, but oh. have you heard <laughs> the new rumors of John Dutton leaving Yellowstone? I have not. I have not heard it, but you must have because you're, <laughs> you're I, well, they, that. so I have not, Cynthia and I finished the first four seasons just last week. Um, we have not started season five yet. I know you are a big fan of Yellowstone. I will say the fifth season was not as good as. Well, it's not over. I mean, they've got the second half of the season. They've right. not even filmed yet. So there are some, some concerns that maybe Kevin Costner doesn't want to come back to the role and they may have to kill him off or something. But so Cynthia and I have not started season five yet, and we'll do that at some point here in the next couple of weeks. But um, I heard that. I, I read that over the weekend and I was like, damn it. I really enjoyed Dutton and I actually really enjoy Beth, but that's a whole different story. Um, it's a good show. I'm glad you turned Cynthia and I on to it. And now we're addicted to it. Oh, speaking of that, Tim, you got to watch Southern Charm. <laughs> Oh, God, I knew you were going there. Did you see somebody in Charleston? I did. I saw one of the characters on the last season of Southern Charm. It's a cheesy show. It's a reality show. I'm like, (laughs) what's that that show with? Is it it USA? No. He's got, you know, he does the Anderson Cooper New Year's. um, Andy. Yeah, Andy Andy Cohen. Like, what happens next or whatever. Yeah. It's one of his shows um, that he produces and um, it makes millions of dollars off of. Yeah. And it's a bunch of like 30 something trust fund they, kids. Yeah. Aren't they all just beautiful trust fund babies? Pretty much. And they don't necessarily work and they just party all the time. And it's, it's kind of cool because you get to see Charleston and get to see different yeah. restaurants and like, oh, I want to go there when I go and stuff. But I was in the grocery store and I saw this woman who was on the last season of uh, of Southern Charm, and uh, unfortunately, it wasn't who I thought it was. I have not watched the show, but I, I do know there's a a certain female on the show that we've had several conversations with about because yeah. we want to get her on the podcast, and, and, and it I will happen. It, it wasn't her though. Yeah, the other character will come on. Um, because she's going to be doing some work in the kitchen and bath area. Yep. Hopefully. So we'll yep. have her looking on. forward to hopefully getting her on sometime soon. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm glad I can be your TV guide, Tim. Well, like I said, we've now that we've finished some traveling, we Cynthia and I needed a week of downtime before we came out here to the East coast. And we spent a lot of time last week watching TV at night. So catching up on like we, we did, we, we finished two seasons of Yellowstone last week. I will say real quick. um, We got an Airbnb in South Carolina. It was on the beach and 
the hosts were very responsive to anything like Monica ever texted them. They got back right away. And interesting or ironically enough, uh, one of the days we came back from doing something and it was like mid afternoon and, and the Wi-Fi was out and the, and the TV was out. And so we, we were kind of texting the guy back and forth about it. And you're thinking like, you're on the beach. Like, what do you need? You know, what do you need to watch TV for? But it was freaking opening day, Tim. I wanted to watch the Cubbies, right? So um, didn't get to do that because the cable was out for like five hours. I had, I think I had five or six friends, different group of friends go to that game. It was a pretty fun game, I guess. I mean, they won, I believe, four nothing. Meanwhile, I was watching my Cardinals in a slugfest with Toronto lose 10 to nine on opening day. So, yeah. Oh, well, that's not look for a baseball fan. As much as I am, it was like a national holiday for me. I, I was working in the kitchen with the big screen on in the living room, what going flipping back and forth from New York Yankees to Chicago Cubs, to Cardinals, to Baltimore games. So I, I was like getting a onslaught did of you, baseball. Did, did you sign up for your, draft i mean did you you doing it again i did, I yeah. did it it's right. hard for me not to it's these are old buddies from high school so this is I graduated in 85 so i mean we've been doing fantasy baseball since the early 90s back yeah. when you had like roto sheets and stuff that you do weekly and fax or call in team stuff too so was your first pick like rob deer or um I drafted the the day before we left yep. for my buddy. He's an airline pilot, and he was flying that day, so he put all his trust into me, which is good because he wins every time I draft for him. I'm just saying. And so after week one, Tim, out of 12, we're in first place. First place, yep. Tim. Well, our week is still going since we started on opening day. Our first week is yep. both last Ten week days. and this yep. week, so... Yeah. yeah, we won't know who's in first place until after the week. Although I'm winning like eight to four, so can't complain. I have a decent team. Don't know if it's the best, but it's decent. It's a long season. That's right. That's right. All right, Tim. We'll uh, reconnect on Friday. What do you think? We'll do another Sounds one of good. these. I'll have another we'll, quiz for you. <laughs> another quiz. Or you come up with a quiz. You can ask me. Favorite favorite chocolates from Jer- Well, it's funny because. Synth and I joke about what we bought in Germany, and we didn't buy much. In fact, I'll be quite honest. We brought back a lot of chocolate. <laughs> That's what we brought yeah. back, a ton Yeah, of from chocolate. the store after the bar we would go to, right? Yes. Well, and we stopped <laughs> at a couple other places and bought more chocolate. So, oh. yeah, we brought back like $200 worth of chocolate. It's crazy. Well, the chocolate was cheap there compared to here, and I got to really say. Good. And really yeah. good. I mean, yep. Lint, Cadbury, uh, there were a couple of local brands that we had never heard of and bought that we really like. So, yeah, we brought a bunch of chocolate back to give to family and friends. And with Easter coming up, we bought some stuff for some young kids that we know. So, yep, it was it was fun. So I'm, I'm kind of enjoying a lot of chocolate right, you know, this week. That's right. That's right. So, all right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll talk on Friday. Have a good week in, in Virginia. I will. Town. I will say. I, I will. Like I was. I was going to say. If you if you're listening to this, subscribe. If you're not subscribed, go to our newsletter. Subscribe to our newsletter. Uh, it's where you find more information out. 
you know, pertinent content that we generate, you know, be it Eric on social media or John and I on the websites and newsletters. I mean, subscribe to our podcast, subscribe to our newsletter. We appreciate it. Excellent. Excellent, Tim. Have a good day, buddy. Peace, brother.